Good morning, friends. Today is Tuesday, November 10th, 2020. Just as a heads up, this is going to be a whirlwind morning prayer. I have to get in early today and open up the office. So we are going to do away with some of the niceties. (laughs) Sorry, that doesn't mean they're unimportant. But so we're not going to use the opening canticle or the transition canticles. You know, I would like to say that after I've woken up and gotten about my day, I no longer have morning speak where I stumble over words, but that's not entirely true. My brain just goes faster than my mouth and it causes me problems. Thank you for bearing with me. Our readings this morning are Psalm 78 verses 1 through 39, Joel 1, 15 through 2, 2, Revelation 19, 1 through 10, and the Gospel of Luke chapter 14, verses 25 through 35. All right, friends. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior, Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. Psalm 78, verses 1 through 39. Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old. Things that we have known and heard that our ancestors have told us. We will not hide them from our children. We will tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of God and God's might and the wonders that God has done. God established a decree in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which God commanded our ancestors to teach to their children, that the next generation might know them, the children yet unborn, and rise up and tell them to their children so that they should set their hope in God, and not forget the works of God, but keep God's commandments, and that they should not be like their ancestors, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation whose heart was not steadfast, whose spirit was not faithful to God. The Ephraimites, armed with the bow, turned back on the day of battle. They did not keep God's covenant, but refused to walk according to God's law. They forgot what God had done and the miracles that God had shown them. In the sight of their ancestors, God worked marvels in the land of Egypt, in the fields of Zoan. God divided the sea and let them pass through it, and made the waters stand like a heap. In the daytime, God led them with a cloud, and all night long with a fiery light. God split rocks open in the wilderness and gave them drink abundantly as from the deep. God made streams come out of the rock and caused waters to flow down like rivers. Yet they sinned still more against God 
rebelling against the Most High in the desert. They tested God in their heart by demanding the food they craved. They spoke against God, saying, Can God spread a table in the wilderness? Even though God struck the rock so that water gushed out and torrents overflowed, can God also give bread or provide meat for God's people? Therefore, when God heard, God was full of rage. A fire was kindled against Jacob. God's anger mounted against Israel because they had no faith in God and did not trust God's saving power. Yet God commanded the skies above and opened the doors of heaven. They rained down on them manna to eat and gave them the grain of heaven. Mortals ate of the bread of angels. God sent them food in abundance. They caused the east wind to blow in the heavens, and by their power they let out the south wind. They rained flesh upon the Israelites like dust, winged birds like the sand of the seas. God let them fall within their camp, all around their dwellings. And they ate and were well filled, for God gave them what they craved. But before they had satisfied their craving, while the food was still in their mouths, the anger of God rose against them. And God killed the strongest of them, and laid low the flower of Israel. In spite of all this, they still sinned. They did not believe in God's wonders. So God made their days vanish like a breath, and their years in terror. When God killed them, they sought for God. They repented and sought God earnestly. They remembered that God was their rock, the most high God, their redeemer. But they flattered God with their mouths. They lied to God with their tongues. Their heart was not steadfast toward God. They were not true to God's covenant. Yet God, being compassionate, forgave their iniquity and did not destroy them. Often God restrained God's anger and did not stir up all God's wrath. God remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passes and does not come again. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Joel, chapter 1, verse 15, through chapter 2, verse 2. Alas for the day, for the day of God is near, and as destruction from the Almighty it comes. Is not the food cut off before our eyes, joy and gladness from the house of our God? The seed shrivels under the clods, the storehouses are desolate. The granaries are ruined because the grain has failed. How the animals groan! The herds of cattle wander about because there is no pasture for them. Even the flocks of sheep are dazed. To you, O God, I cry, for fire has devoured the pastures of the wilderness, and flames have burned all the trees of the field. Even the wild animals cry to you, because the watercourses are dried up, and fire has devoured the pastures of the wilderness. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm on my holy mountain, let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of God is coming, it is near, a day of darkness and gloom. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. A reading from Revelation chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. After this, I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power to our God, 
for God's judgments are true and just. God has judged the great whore who corrupted the earth with their fornication. And God has avenged on them the blood of God's servants. Once more they said, Hallelujah, the smoke goes up from Babylon forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God who is seated on the throne, saying, Amen, Hallelujah. And from the throne came a voice saying, Praise our God, all you their servants, all who fear them, small and great. Then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the sound of many waters, and like the sound of mighty thunder peals, crying out, Hallelujah, for our sovereign God the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give God the glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and their bride has made herself ready. To them it has been granted to be clothed with fine linen, bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. And the angel said to me, Write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And the angel said to me, These are true words of God. Then I fell down at the angel's feet to worship them. But the angel said to me, You must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your comrades who hold the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 14, verses 25 through 35. Now large crowds were standing with Jesus, and Jesus turned and said to them, I'm sorry, large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and Jesus turned and said to them, Whoever comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even life itself, cannot be my my disciple. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not first sit down and estimate the cost to see whether they have enough to complete it? Otherwise, when they has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it will begin to ridicule them, saying, This fellow began to build and was not able to finish. Or what ruler, going out to wage war against another ruler, will not sit down first and consider whether they is able with 10,000 to oppose the one who comes against them with 20,000? If they cannot, then while the other is still far away, they send a delegation and ask for the terms of peace. So, therefore, none of you can become my disciple if you do not give up all of your possessions. Salt is good, but if salt has lost its taste... How can its saltiness be restored? It is fit neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. It is thrown away. Let anyone with ears to hear listen. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. So friends, look, this might be splitting hairs, but I want to point out just quickly in our Gospel reading today that this is not a formula, right? We've talked before about formulas for a good and happy life or formulas for salvation 
And Jesus is not giving us a formula. He is not saying, donate all your goods to charity and you're going to be a saint in heaven. What he's saying is break the idolatry, break the addiction of, of greed and of fear and, and uproot yourself from this place of fear and perceived scarcity and root yourself in me. By give up, Christ is saying give to God. Um, maybe another way of thinking about it is not be clinging to it. What you have, hold it loosely, be willing to give it, be a good steward of it. Um, because when you cling to material possessions, you idolize them. And this is one of those blockages that we were talking about that gets in the way of God. But it's, it's still, it's not a formula. It's not, it's not um, a prescription that you can follow step by step. It is rather a healing that happens to reprioritize your life in a holy way like we've been talking about, to refix your sight on Christ, to root your heart and your being in love. It, it just, to me, the really important thing here is that wealth cannot be our priority. Material possessions cannot be our priority. Even our family here on earth cannot be our priority. It has to be the divine first. It has to be God first. And the first step of that first priority is being in relation with God. I've been talking about this with my son a lot. The first step that almost all spiritual directors ask their directees is, how do you encounter God? How do you hear from or experience God? What moments, what, what activities help you to connect with the divine? Where do you feel close to God? And I think that's so important right now. There's so much that gets in the way and there's so many other things that we turn to for security, wealth, power, family. And Jesus is saying, turn away from all of these things. Turn to me. Get yourself to a place where if they were gone, you would, you would be okay. And that kind of reminds me of Beth Moore's what if, what if, what if, so what game. It is one way of defeating our fears that we can go ahead and take ourselves down that path. What if the worst happened? What if it looked like this? And the answer when we get to the bottom is so what? My divine and immortal soul is still safe with God. I will be reunited with my loved ones in heaven. My eternal being is intact. So I leave you with that this morning. I've got to wrap things up here. Thank you, as always, for being with me this morning. I'm going to go ahead and just close us using the prayers from the Iona Abbey worship book. And these are found on page 12. Into your care, O God, we place those whom we love, those for whom we worry, 
those from whom in time or place or affection we are distant. Into your care, O God, we place what grieves us and what inspires us and fills us with hope. Into your care, O God, we give ourselves. God bless to us our bodies. God bless to us our souls. God bless to us our lives. God bless to us our belief. Let us share the prayer that Jesus taught us in our own language or preferred version. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us in the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. May the blessing of light be upon us, light without and light within. May the moon, sun, and stars shine on us and warm every heart till it glows like a great fire, so that strangers and friends may come in and find welcome. May light shine out from our eyes like a candle set in a window. And may God bless us with goodness and loving kindness. Amen.